video. It's the only way to get what you want to watch. Hello, my name is Justin McClure. I'm here today with Mark Hansen. And you're listening to the Base Street Video Podcast. And Mark is coming in very enthusiastic, it sounds like. <laughs> you're like, Mark Hansen! Mark Hansen! <laughs> hey, it's 2020, first podcast of the new year. Yeah, so have you made your resolutions? Uh, only Blu-ray and DVD-related ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I pledge to never watch another... Blu-ray again. It's DVD only. <laughs> DVD only? From this point on. <laughs> wow, that's a brave no, I uh, never, set. I would never do that. <laughs> DVD and UHD only. I'm out <laughs> and UHD. That's your resolution? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're moving to the big 4K? <laughs> Listen, Mark, that's where the money is. It that's is, where right? you gotta go. Right. Yeah. It's gonna be 8K soon. Now we gotta get prepared you're gonna that. be like destroying all the stock, like throwing it in a fire. <laughs> I mean, we have good news is that, I mean, good news to you and the store that you work <laughs> yeah. at, that you had your biggest day ever on Boxing Day. We did. Our Boxing Day sale this year was crazy big. We had our biggest day in history last year on Boxing Day, and then this year we cleared that, and then some, by like 69% more. <laughs> 69! Very exact calculations. So Boxing Day has become something of uh, the talk of the town around here lately. I really? Know, I guess people, yeah, we, we were slammed all day yeah. long. Which is usual. Which is usual. Boxing, boxing day, day is like the biggest day of the but year for you guys. It did not. Usually it slows down by like five, six o'clock. People are like, you know, done with their shop mm-hmm. and they want to go home. That was not the case this year. Well, we like cleaned our shelves were just cleaned out. What did people want the most? Did it not matter? They're just um, like, it didn't just really give matter, me what you, you know, There were not. certain titles that unfortunately we were sold out of because we already we were trying to keep stock plentiful throughout Christmas, but you know, Christmas was busy. Mm-hmm. So things like, you know, until the end of the world, the the Vin the criterion was one. one we were sold out of and all day people were like, Do you have this? Do you have this? You're like, so there no. were certain ones, you know, the fly collection, we mm. had a few left and we sold them first thing in the morning and people kept coming. Thirty percent uh, off. Know, <laughs> right? You buy enough. I know, right? So but you know what? Even the people that came in and didn't find exactly what they were looking for still bought like other things. They're so like, it didn't I'm really here. matter. Honestly. Are you a deals guy? Do you go into places and you're like, I gotta, I, I feel like I've grown out of that. When I've, I was I've younger, I was like, I, and then I looked around and went, I own so much junk. That's the thing, you know, <laughs> and now because I work here and I can get things kind of at a discount. Yeah, you buy almost regular, nothing. <laughs> I, and I honestly don't even buy that much anymore as much as I used to. But I remember back in the day when I was growing up, there was a great store in Markham that mm-hmm. I would go to with friends on Boxing Day because they had a huge Boxing Day sale yeah. and it was all on mostly criteria too. They had like the so whole it was like a video store. collection. It was kind of yeah. like us, but yeah. they're not around. <laughs> yeah, anymore. rest in peace. We're yeah, dancing no, on your no, ashes. Yeah, they, had, they closed down ten years. <laughs> ten years ago, ago. yeah. But you know we what? would always because their them. sales too good. Exactly, we would hit them religiously on Boxing. I never went there any other time of the year except for Boxing Day because I didn't actually live in Markham or anything. <laughs> oh, okay. So you didn't yeah, live in Markham. All right, right that's Markham, acceptable. So it's then. fine. But it was a sale. I don't think it was a rental store. It was a sale only. Okay, store. yeah. But an independent one, and they had great deals. This store does not exist. The last time I can think of specifically going out. I remember going like to Best Buy because they would have all their studio yeah. titles would be dropped down. I think the last one oh, that yeah. I bought was my excitement. Uh, excitement's a strong word. <laughs> of Star Trek in the Darkness. I'm like, Ooh, oh yeah. This is because fairly recently. the um, well, five years ago <laughs> because the Blu-ray they released didn't have any of the special features because they were iTunes exclusives. Right. But the I think the UHD or the 3D version had them. Okay. okay. So I was so like, I'm not spending that. more than $5 on this, <laughs> which is what I think I spent at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, they were great to get those, like, bargain bin catalogs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which I don't like, think they do anymore because everything less. is Marvel stuff. It is, And so yeah. they're not dropping it less than nineteen ninety nine at any point in time. Yeah, and I don't think they even have that stock at all anymore. No, not really. Year, so it's like they don't even have anything to blow out. So what <laughs> so. are people buying at Best Buy? Television? Television, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, UHD players, maybe. I guess. Yeah. 
<laughs> we don't sell the discs, but you can buy the players. I'm always shocked when I look at Best Buy and I want to buy like normal stuff. They just don't sell them. Nah. And you look online and it's like online only. I'm like, no, I want to know what you have in your store I know. so I can walk in and buy it. I bought a new router from Best Buy. Did you? Day this year. Did you get it at a great uh, discount? Yeah, for like 80 bucks off. What do you need a new like, router? Okay. Don't you have, isn't your old router good enough? Oh, no. My old router I've had for like eight years now. Just restarting not, it every time. Yeah, like, yeah, this will make it work. can't handle the Netflix and the Spotify and it all. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't much. stream stuff. You're no, physical of course media not. only. Of course not. <laughs> so, uh, this is a very small week. It is. Yeah. You know, this is kind of a mix of mm-hmm. things from the last couple of weeks yeah. that filtered in when we were off. And Some that we missed. One new release this week, I think. <laughs> one new <laughs> release. One new one. Because yeah. it's the best one. It's the best one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, we have in the uh, cult wise American Rampage Danger USA Double Bill Disc. Double Bill Disc. Yeah. So, there's a company called Masker Video, which I don't believe we've talked about before. I don't think so, because they don't release too much. Yes. But they do release, I would say, three or four titles. Sometimes a year. it feels like they've been releasing them for years. Yeah. Because you're you like, know? I remember listening to, it was a David Dakota, I think it's Final Stab. They put that out, didn't they? Mm-hmm. David Dakota film? Yeah. And that was one of their nicer releases. I yeah. Think. And uh, David Dakota was like, can't wait for Danger USA to come out. Yeah. And that was like, Pfft, it feels like ago. a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things where it's like yeah. one or two guys. That, it, well, I mean, I think it's kinda, uh, maybe one maybe guy. Just one guy. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of when Intervision started out before Severin kind of like took them over. Oh, was Intervision not always part of Severin? Oh, maybe they were. Yeah, maybe they were. they were independent at first, but you might be right. Yeah, because they did a bunch of Jess Franco films that went out of print very very quickly because nobody wants them. Yeah. (laughs) But Intervision was, I remember really digging them when they first came out. Oh, I love Intervision. Can you imagine if Intervision put out like a disc every month? I know, right? That'd be so good. And Intervision's like, no one would buy it. That's why we don't do it. (laughs) But American Rampage, a David Dakota film. I don't know if we've talked about him on this podcast, but. I love he's David Dakota. <laughs> yeah. so, well, I, okay, I he's should say. Great. Um, he's a filmmaker who his passion is so strong. He's so knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. If you listen to him to his commentary track, and I bought these discs just because David Dakota is involved in them. Like, I bought Final Stab, yep. a Scream ripoff. I'm like, I'm not going to like this. I know I'm not going to like it. Yeah. But that Dakota commentary track, yeah. uh, chef's kiss. It's just it, yeah. worth it. <laughs> and yeah, because he started as a young filmmaker. He made like pornography where he worked on porn yeah. sets. He made a film called Dream Maniac or Dream Maniac, something yeah, like Dream that. Maniac. I believe. And he that was released by Charles Band, and then he got on the Charles Band train, and he worked for Full Moon. Yeah, and he was just a guy who could deliver films like in a couple of days, a rapid as, rate, just yeah. as fast as possible. And he produced them, he wrote them, he directed them, and then many people may know him as he b- became a guy who would make films out of mansions mm-hmm. with um, very handsome, <laughs> with the same cast yeah, and... young men, and yeah, tidy whitey films like yeah. uh, such classics as A Talking Cat. Which ta- is... That was my introduction to yes. David Dakota. Oh, really? Because I knew sort of about him, but the first one of his I mm-hmm. saw was a talking cat. Do you know that he worked? Kind of became a big deal. Like, I love that film. He worked um, like craft services on Galaxy of Terror yeah, yeah, and yeah, Escape yeah. from I, New York. Like he was all he was involved all, in that industry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. His best film is Puppet Master Three. Yeah, of course. Uh, okay. Is it? Okay. No. What is it? The Revenge of Toulon. Yes, I yeah. believe that's what it's called. Yeah. Other than that, it's kind of like a law of diminishing returns. There's stuff to be enjoyed. He loves yeah. to cast old actors in his films. Yeah, and, but that I mean, starts to Eric like Eric Roberts is a is a mainstay. <laughs> a mainstay. There. Yeah, um, and I've met David Dakota. Super nice. He we met him. Like yeah. nice guy, yeah. We met him at a horrorama convention and like we talked for like 30 minutes with him and he's like, hey, you guys doing anything later tonight? Uh, you so want to hang out? 
<laughs> That's great. And I was like, oh, I have so many questions, but no, I got to keep walking. I know, right? Don't meet your heroes. <laughs> I know. This image is is beautiful in my mind. Yeah, he's like, he's like, my video company. Uh, we put out films, and he made like a newspaper pullout with all the movies that he yeah, put on yeah. it. He's like, ah, oh, just like the good old days. I just wanted to do this, and I'm like, oh, this is great. I would never watch any of these movies. <laughs> but you know what? I own um, Bigfoot versus DB Cooper. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Has a David Dakota commentary track, just like yeah. this release of American Rampage, which is, did he direct American he Rampage or Danger actually, USA? Danger USA. Danger USA is American his. Rampage is somebody else. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. so I haven't seen Danger USA, but American Rampage is like a big cult one that like people mm. love, yeah. and it's only been available on VHS for this long. Yep. So for, I mean, I was a little bit sad when I'm like, these are not two David Dakota films, I like know. Murder Weapon, I and first, I don't know what the other one is. Yeah, Deadly Embrace or something? Deadly Embrace, that's exactly that's what, what it's right? called, yeah. Because they had those on a yeah. Linnea Quigley set or But Danger USA like is from the period where David Dakota still had a little bit of money to mm -hmm. make movies, but I hear it's incomprehensible. Still, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which makes me very excited. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, support Masker Video. Pick up this release because, you know, they'll stop if you don't buy know, stuff like this. Please support them. They do really nice editions. Yeah. And Basie Video put doesn't put yeah. them out for rent. So you got to buy them. Yeah, because usually they're Blu-ray only and they're really <laughs> obscure films yeah. that unfortunately just aren't really going to make their money. So sometimes, Mark, you have to make the tough you have decision. To make the tough decision. I would love to open every single title we get in. <laughs> but the reality is, like, if a disc costs, like, $20, we have to make that back in yeah. rentals. And that's... You know, that doesn't sound like a lot, but <laughs> Sometimes. trying to get, like, four or five people to rent, you know, American Rampage and Danger USA on Blu-ray, no yeah. less, because a lot of our rental customers are still DVD only. Yeah, that's right. Is, is hard. I mean, so, yeah. it's, it's a truth that your rental market is skewed Small. older. It is. It is. Yeah. Our sale market skewed younger. The yeah. cult stuff sells really well. Mm, doesn't doesn't really rent. as well. Yeah. So if it's a DVD, it's easier. I'll be like, yeah, let's put it in. I mean, there. I'm honest. I'm over not a time. renter. So because exactly. I'm a young buck. And not really many people I know my age are renters because every time I rent my fines exactly <laughs> and I get that same with me I mean I read stuff for free here, uh, but this I is like video you had it this yeah. is the second call that we're making and I'm like okay I'm coming back <laughs> sure, I'm sorry. Sure. and I get it you know <laughs> then I ghost for months it's can't not, come back <laughs> that's the thing. we're all so busy these days too yeah. I feel like back in the day when I was growing up I could rent something and watch it that night mm -hmm. no problem these days I have like stacks and yeah stack, and we all do right Does, is like, your enemy the I'll library you're like they have those DVDs they get the criterion the library is like probably our biggest competition. Uh, Library is great, be honest, and I always rent stuff, yeah. never watch it, and then yep. return it. Usually late. Yeah, I get it. So another uh, new release is the Amy Fisher story from 1993. <laughs> Kino. I don't know what this is. So this is a. So do you know who Amy Fisher is? No, this I have no a idea. Huge tabloid scandal. Oh yeah, this is, this is classic this Mark. Is, yeah, <laughs> so let me give you the lowdown on Amy Fisher. So uh, she was a 16 or 17 year old girl who was in an illicit affair with a mm -hmm. 35 year old man in Long Island and uh, ended up trying, attempting to kill his wife. Mm. It was a huge tabloid thing at the time. She went to jail. She was, and the guy de denied that they were having an affair, but later it was proven that they were, and he got, went to prison for statutory rape, and this was like Oof. a huge, so she was known as the Long Island Lolita. This was just like oh, one hard yeah, okay. copy was all over it. So <laughs> they did no less than three <laughs> TV movies in wow. the span of a couple. Is this the best one? This is considered the best one because okay. Drew Barrymore Out of plays all Amy Fisher. <laughs> Amy <laughs> Fisher aficionado. Well, Drew Bar Barrymore Ooh, this plays is her sad in this one. Drew Barrymore yeah, period. Yeah, exactly. Poison Ivy um, Drew Barrymore. But it also, this one played on TV the very same night as another one. So it was like <laughs> ABC like and CBS. So this yeah. was the ABC one. Yeah. CBS had one with Alyssa Milano. Ooh, that's tough. Which I haven't seen. Yeah. Though. 
And they also, NBC made one a couple months before. So this was like a huge Wait, deal. where's Showtime and stuff like that? Get I know, in on I that know, action. yeah, exactly. This was all network. Um, so I just watched this the other night. I don't know. Apparently this is, this is considered the best one. Wait, did you put this one. one out for rent? I did, of course. Like, you know what? I need to watch because it. Because out of all of them, we get asked for this one a bunch. Weird. Baker Bay put this out on DVD a long time yeah. ago, and it kind of became a cult thing, but they took it out of print. Okay. And we never had a rental of it. For oh, me. I was going to say, do you have a rental of this animal? We do. It's right? already rented like three times. Can you believe this? Wow. Just because, you know. It the older people, they know who Amy you know, Fisher is. They're kind of making it look like Poison Ivy. It was yeah, around yeah. that time. <laughs> yeah, all the Poison Ivy you know, fans. Yeah. So it is a TV movie, mm-hmm. but it also, they made a racier version for <gasps> video. Yeah. So, so this like is unrated. the racier So there are like sex scenes in it. Mm. And which are kind of strange and <laughs> strange, yeah, lurid and everything. But yeah, you like your for sexy TV, for an just ABC direct. TV, yeah, direct and realistic, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Almost sterile, if you will. It's just a straight. It's a yeah. you know, it's an icky sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so, it's kind of entertaining though for yeah. an early nineties. So TV five movie. out of five. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> five out of five. Listen, and, like, and, you know, we got to rent more yeah. copies. Yeah, it's directed by Andy Tennant, who went on to direct Ever After. Cinderella story. So, okay, you know, Drew, never seen as that well one. As well as a bunch of like lame comedies and stuff. Mm. But so yeah, but he started with Andy uh, Tennant. Sounds like a British comedian of some kind. Yeah, no, he's just like he's directed a ton of like really bland mm. uh, Hollywood comedies. Yeah, and then, like Ever After. So <laughs> and then Ever After, but, but a great movie. With this same, yeah, you know, yeah, like you know, you got to start somewhere. So we also have Ultra Seven, the complete series from Mill Creek. I mean, I love they Ultraman. Just won't stop putting out the, these. Yeah, ultra- and this <laughs> is like they started actually finally doing complete box sets of series. Mm-hmm. And they're um, not that expensive because when they were released yeah, before, really they were nice. very expensive. I mean, they have two options: yeah. the Steelbook edition, no. and non-Steelbook. Yeah. So if even you want though to that more, like I'm reaching book, for yeah. Ultra Seven, I was like, but I haven't watched all of Ultraman. I know. Like, should do I need to own Ultra Seven as well? I'm here to say yes. <laughs> Buy it. Okay. Because yeah. people are getting confused. They're like, do I have this? Do already? I have Ultraman One to Six? You know? yeah. <laughs> Ultra Seven do is I actually, not? I believe, the direct sequel to the first right? Ultraman series. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Even though it's a very confusing title. I, yeah, I'm confused by it all. There's more coming out too. In the Is there? Year, so oh, and I think they're that. jumping new as yeah, well. They're not going Ultraman like the third season. And yeah, Ultraman and Ultraman T. Yeah, you know I'm no, a Cayman Rider man yeah, myself. Okay. When are they going to put out those series? Riding a motorcycle uh, yeah. looks like a bug. Maybe next. I don't yeah, know. who knows? Well, Ultraman Next is a completely different series. Uh, okay, <laughs> actually an Ultraman series. Oh great! Takashi Miike directed oh. some episodes. Okay, well, I look forward to that. So we also have Wicked World from Agfa. I got to admit, never seen Wicked World. Really? Okay. No. I thought you would have been all over No, this. I haven't. Have you picked this up yet? No, I also haven't. Okay. okay. okay so uh, Wicked World is a film directed by uh, the star and I guess second head. Kind of the co-creator, Creator of things. of things. One of my favorite Canadian Legendary films Canadian of all time. Film. Now, Mr. the issue Barry with Wicked J. World. Gillis, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. The issue with Wicked World is that while it was shot, I believe, close to things. It was shot. Yeah, like a couple years yes. after things. It was not released not finished until, until a couple of years ago, maybe five years yeah, ago. 2009, actually. Oh, 2009? Okay. first put out yeah. a DVD of it. So, Self-released. That's so, always yeah. kept me a little yeah, bit further yeah. away. And I always wanted to see it mm-hmm. s- since then. Uh, and Things, you know, one of my favorite Canadian I love Things so like, much. If you haven't seen Things, watch Things like, right Buy it. Buy it right Intervision DVD. It, you know, it's, yeah, you don't, it's don't so even great. need to look at any clips. Just watch it. Just 
watch it. Don't even read anything. I would even say, watch watch it it by yourself and then be like, what is this? And then watch it with a group of friends. So you could be like, um, I don't know, their guys in the dark (laughs) and be like, I've been here. It rewards multiple viewings too. Oh, I watch it like three times (laughs) in the same weekend. Uh, I keep finding wake. Yeah, you know, it's exactly like that. (laughs) Every time I experience it with an audience, it's just like a joyous occasion. Yeah, you know, it's a piece of abstract art. You look at it differently every single time. What was amazing is when I watched it with an audience at Laser Blast, which was a surprisingly packed crowd. Because I think it's got more of a yeah. following now it's is that like everybody was into it mm-hmm. and everybody was like even though that when I was getting a burrito early on <laughs> people behind me were like I hear this film is really low budget and I was like oh boy <laughs> oh, they are not ready what you're in for. <laughs> yeah, low budget no budget. but Wicked World the thing that's always kept me away is that like people say it's very mean-spirited <laughs> Yeah, so... Have you seen it? I have. I, okay. So I bought it because I've been waiting for this film forever. <laughs> yes. When I heard this Agfa release oh, was so coming good, out, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to wait for this, buy it. So I bought it, watched it right away. You know what? It is... If you're a fan of things, mm-hmm. there's a lot of those hallmarks of yeah. things. It is super no budget. Yeah. It's all shot on 16, no sound, so it's all post dubbed. And, and mm. the post dubbing. Like, just like things. The post dubbing is if you thought it was bad in things, <laughs> yes. ooh, it's almost worse here. Are there there's, lots of great video effects? Where characters are talking and their lips aren't moving yeah. at all, but you're like, oh, is this narration? Like, oh, no, no, they're <laughs> having a conversation right now. Some of it you can't even hear. It's mm-hmm. so muffled. I don't know where they did yeah. this post audio. Probably Barry J. Gillis's bathroom. Yeah. And then, yeah, in terms of the effects, so he finished the special effects in 2009. So it's mm-hmm. he's added all these 2009-era digital Ugh, effects to 16-millimeter film from, like, the 90s. That's all, like, mm-hmm. early 90s. So it looks interesting, to say the least. I, I would say parts of it, you know, if, if I'm stretching to make kind of, like, an aesthetic... Uh, comparison to mm-hmm. some something like what David Lynch did with early digital video effects, how they kind of look crappy, but sort of hypnotic in <laughs> so a like weird Inland way. Empire? Yeah, sort of. Hip- There's some moments like that, and then other moments just look bad, uh, totally bad. <laughs> I think, I mean, the whole story is basically about a serial killer who is in a mental institution now, and he's kind of reflecting on. So it's kind of like his Truth attempt, or dare, a critical nightmare. It's almost like his attempt to like get inside the brain of a serial killer. Mm-hmm. It's all narrated by this guy. It's almost like his version of like that German film Angst or something. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that kind of stuff, yeah, or yeah. like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Mm-hmm. The problem is he like fetishizes the murder scenes as much as he seems to decry them to yeah. the narration. So there's a lot of gratuitous. Well, that's nudity. very funny. <laughs> but it's it's funny in a bad way. Yeah. But it's also very borderline offensive. Just it's it, offensive. A lot so I was time. reading some reviews more recently. offensive than Things um, was to me. Yeah, so. Things is not very offensive. Things I don't find offensive. Yeah. I find just kind of like inept and funny yeah. and weird. With this though, and there also I will say. Barry J. Gillis has come out as a huge Trump supporter I was gonna say in this. the last 10 years. That, like, letterbox was like, is this, like, a joke? Is he parodying well, it? He is not lot, parodying no, it. There's a lot of talk about political correctness and Oof. PC culture. Yes, he believes this stuff. And how PC culture is ruining the world. And I feel like at that time, people might have thought, oh, this is subversive, like he's doing yeah. something. But now that I know he's become a huge Trump supporter because mm-hmm. I had him on Facebook for a while. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was became a huge Trump supporter. Yeah, he did. I definitely think this, you can see that in this film very clearly. And he's added all these intertitles. So they have two cuts of it. There's a new director's cut from 2019 and a regular cut. Although I don't see many differences. I didn't watch both, but I kind of can't. (laughs) Side by side. I watched the theatrical cut and then I watched, like, skimmed through parts of the director's cut. Theatrical cut. cut. (laughs) It's, yeah, theatrical (laughs) cut. It seemed like the same movie, honestly. 
Um, he's got all these like quotes at the end, like the credits go on for like 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> and it's all like quotes from yeah. like, first it's like Black Sabbath quotes or something, yeah. but then it's like quotes about PC culture. <laughs> and then he has a quote from Nick Palumbo, the director of a really shitty, offensive horror movie called Murder Set Pieces from Oh, yeah. I saw that. I yeah. really hated that Barry, movie. Barry J. Gill is a very a nice man. of Nick Palumbo, and he's got this quote from Nick Palumbo, PC culture's ruining the world. No. Like, Dude, oh, this is like making me feel greasier and greasier. I gotta say, Barry J. Gillis, very nice man. No, that's yeah. it. And there's a lot of, and you know what? This issue, this edition is packed with special features. Mm-hmm. And there, you can see Barry Gillis wants to talk about himself and his career. And like, there's yeah. a lot of him talking. And I watched some of it. And he comes off like a really pleasant, nice yeah. person. And he actually sent me a note way back when I wrote a piece on things and he found it somewhere. Yeah. And he actually sent me a letter about thank you and everything <laughs> with like a copy of a Blu-ray of his new movie, which like a new, new movie. Yeah, yeah, new, I new never, movie. Which I have not watched. But uh, he was really nice. It's just your politics really show. Yeah, and, yeah. Not and in, don't reflect not with your right. own. Yeah, and don't reflect with the nice kind of man that you appear to be. You know? <laughs> yeah. just, I don't know. So I don't know. It's by Wicked Barry, World. By, you know, if you're a Barry J. Gillis head, buy Wicked. This is what World, I would say. Sure. Buy things. Buy things first. Because you're gonna love things. Things is the better film. Yeah. I won't, Wicked World is not better than things. Yeah. But you'll get a lot of enjoyment out of it if you do like things. Mm-hmm. Just you gotta kind of compartmentalize. Lies. The, you know, <laughs> separate the, the art from the, the artist. right wing kind of thinking yeah. behind it. So yeah. Uh, so moving on to classic stuff, we have two Ealing comedies from Film Movement, which yeah. is essentially printing money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People love these Ealing comedies. Have you ever seen an Ealing comedy? Yeah, of course. I, I think I've seen um, uh, not Whiskey Ahoy, uh, Lady Killers. I Lady saw. Killers, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah, Alec Guinness was in some of the mm-hmm. bigger ones. I know there was a set of these Ealing comedies that I think Anchor Bay put out years ago, which had. Titfield Thunderbolt. Um, <laughs> Titfield Thunderbolt. Yeah, <laughs> what a title. Tit. <laughs> uh, Tit we're intellectuals over That's here. Right. Criterion. Yeah. <laughs> so and film movement. Passport to Pimlico. I feel which like is a very big one. Uh, film movement is like ramping up their releases because it used to yeah, be like a, well, every couple out months. The Fritz Lang Indian Epic recently. They've been putting out some classic stuff. So I don't know where they're getting the rights to all these, <laughs> but it's like their film movement classic series. They mm. just started, and these are loaded <laughs> with special features because they. They've only been available in public domain releases for yes. a few years now, which are okay looking, but they're like they're public domain DDRs. releases. They're yeah. public domain releases, so there hasn't actually been an official release. Even though that we don't years ha- and years, we don't have any um, problems with DVDRs. No, Mark. not at all. Believe <laughs> <laughs> me, I don't have a problem with public domain releases. <laughs> yeah, or BDRs. Or, yeah, or BDRs, DVDRs. Visit GoldNinjaVideo.com. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so, congrats to the uh, number one on Paste magazine. Oh, thank uh, you very much. Of Justin's DVD comp- Blu-ray the company. Blu-ray sorry. company, yes. GoldNinja.com. DVD uh, um, definition yeah, on, Blu-ray, on Blu-ray. Which people are always like, uh, no one has ever done before. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm like, I put so much stuff on one Blu-ray. I know, it's Because great, the bit right? rate of a DVD is actually not that high. Blu-rays go up to 25. Yeah, yeah, DVDs yeah. go up to 9 mm-hmm. or 10-ish, which is as high as you can go. Oh, which, totally. to the human eye, doesn't really make that big of a yeah. difference. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you're dealing with these kind of films. Um, yeah. But it, so it's nice that these are finally coming out from Film Comment because uh, film, film, film movement, <laughs> yeah, Film Comment, whatever. Great it's magazine. The, yeah, they talk about film movement. Yeah, I'm that's sure. right. Yeah. <laughs> and because uh, they've been doing a lot of like um, more art house stuff, and they this is them getting into classic movies, films. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, we also have Trapped from Flickr Alley. Flickr Alley, which I have to admit, I've never bought anything from because they're so, so expensive. expensive. <laughs> 
They are essentially, I, it's a, yeah. this, this is a laser disc pricing. I love these editions. Yes. They are loaded. They're Blu-ray DVD combos. They're all like sanctioned by the UCLA Film and Television Archive. It's, yeah, it's like, like sometimes they find they like nitrate really prints. Ni yeah, and, and usually they do, they either do film noirs yeah. or silent films. The only thing I don't like are these covers because they all kind of look the same. They do, they do. They're going for that seri the Criterion series. Yeah, serious. Look, you know? Yeah. And this is Trapped, a Richard Fleischer film, which I don't know if I've seen, but I'm a big yeah. Richard Fleischer Again, fan. it's another one that's been available on public domain discs for a long oh, time okay. in really yeah. crappy prints. So this is the first time it's been available in any sort of like really nice watchable print mm -hmm. with a lot of special features. They're great at rediscovering these Lost Noirs, though. I'm oh, man. Like beautiful editions. And they sell, despite the price point, they do sell well. I mean, yeah. our fans love their physical media. <laughs> yes. <and laughs> especially when they can get long lost classics at this. Like, they did a. I just, yeah, I wish they were. I cheaper. think maybe it was the Film Noir Foundation. They did a scan of Edgar G. Elmer's My Sister's Secret, which mm. was the film he made right after Detour. And it, right. and it screened four years ago in a new restoration, and then nothing. And it's yeah. like, what's going on? What's taking so long to put it out? I know, right? You've got the restoration. Yeah, Just why Why aren't you it. putting it out? Are they like, oh, it'd be too expensive to put out on Blu-ray? We're waiting for something. Maybe it's a rights issue. Yeah. And if it's a rights, how is it a rights issue? No, <laughs> like, what's going on? Issue, put out My Sister's Secret, a film that was the most expensive Poverty Row uh, picture at the time. and just yeah. disappeared. No one talks about it. Well, you know, Flickr Alley could be on that. That would be a Flickr Alley release I like would buy. Alley yeah, release. that's yeah. right up Flickr Alley's alley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, this is supposed to be pretty good. I, I yeah, I and mean, it's got Lloyd, Br a very young Lloyd Bridges in the I lead. I think too. I've seen the Richard Fletcher uh, noir, The Crooked Margin, which oh, is one yeah. that he made around that period right. as well. Richard Fletcher, if people don't know, yes, he is the son of Max Fleischer, the animator, yeah. <laughs> and he's most famous for directing Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the yeah. Sea and uh, Fantastic Green? Journey. Soylent Green? Green, he did do yeah, Soylent right. Green, and my favorite, Mandingo, right? Which is an insane, oh, yeah. um, essentially Forgot like Gone with it, the yeah. Wind. If that's like what it was really like. It's very unpleasant, yeah. but it's crazy. So I would highly recommend it. He's mm -hmm. known as like a journeyman. Oh, he did the Boston Strangler as well. Yeah, he's done a lot. Of yeah, stuff, but right? he's one of those journeymen. We talked about this on the last episode. Where it's like they bring a particular style yeah. to their movie. It's not just like I'm just showing up. I'm no like what was it, Alan Tennant? You said yeah. Andy Tennant. <laughs> Andy <Yeah>. Tennant. <laughs> he brings like a very um, in-your-face style with every picture that he makes. Okay. Even though that his themes aren't like you know it's not the classic auteur. Yeah. Uh, that it's, he tackles the same stuff each time. He would just take whatever job. He was also like a John Frankenheimer-ish that right. he would take people's like work over if the studio's like oh we're fine yeah, as director yeah, get somebody yeah. else get Richard Fleischer here and to do it instead guy, yeah you know so as far as new movies go we have adopt a highway from image yeah, this is uh, directed by everybody's favorite Tom Hardy lookalike, Logan Marshall, Marshall Green. Green? Yes. Yeah, that actor. Yeah, yeah, um, the one so... with the Jean-Claude Van Damme bump. That's <laughs> yeah, how you can tell him apart. Uh, there you go, yeah. <laughs> he is directing now, apparently, and mm. he's directed this movie with Ethan Hawke as a guy who's been out, who just got paroled from prison. Nobody wants to talk to him or something. <laughs> Strikes up That's a relationship a with, yeah. or does he have a baby or something? Uh, yeah, and know. you know what? He's it's gonna make this highway into a yeah. one lane comfort. It's drive. got like that Dove family seal of approval on the no, front. No, so the Dove. Like, it's Christian. It's not Christian though. I guess it's just okay for families. Isn't that Dove know. family seal I of approval so is religious related? I thought so. It's on a lot of religious films, mm -hmm. but this film is not a religious film. Well, listen, it's if just, you're a Logan Marshall Green.
screen yeah. a fan. He's very good in. He's a good uh, actor. Yeah. What the he was in a, What the invitation? Yeah, the invitation. Yeah. He's great. He was in a Cinemax series, and now I can't remember. Oh, uh, Quar- Quarry. Quarry. Yeah, yeah, which is very good. It only got okay. one season. I heard good things. And I would recommend yeah. the same director did every episode. Oh, cool. And it's like, like eight that. episodes, like and it's based on a noir um, series by Max Allen Collins. It's cool. great. And the gimmick is that every episode has like one long take in it. Uh, so okay, cool, you can always cool. wait we do for have that to happen. Rent, yeah. So if anyone highly recommend it. Yeah. It disappeared. It was a real bummer when it got canceled. Yeah, yeah. All right. And so we also have Coin Coin and the Extra Humans. This know? is Bruno Dumont's new film. It's a follow up to Lil Can Can. Yes. And something. Which was, was it Lil Can Can? So it's a mini series. Yeah, that was a mini series, like a detective Yeah, and so is this. So it's a sequel mini series to that, which played theatrically in North America. Does Bruno Dumont's films, did his Joan of Arc metal musical ever come out? It did, yeah. Okay. The first one, because there's two of them. There's two of them. The first one came out. Yeah, I guess he hit that age where he has to legally make a Joan yeah, of Arc I know, movie. Right? <laughs> All of his stuff comes out though regularly oh, does here. It? Um, I don't think I've ever seen a Bruno Dumont film. The only one of his I've seen is 29 Palms, which is a, a shocker for sure. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the one he made in America. In America. With kind of like an Antonioni thing because it's all in like the, Amer- the desert. Yeah, the desert. Know? Shocking end. If you know this film, you definitely just know it by the ending because the last like 15 minutes are like a complete like 360 twist, like yeah. almost something out of like some sort of you know grotty French torture porn movie. From Whoa! Movie. Yeah, it was part of the new French extremity kind of wave. Okay, but it's really only because of the last 15 minutes. Yeah. Of this movie, so. I mean, I liked it, but I, you know, it's I haven't seen any of his like really big films. I always see like, Bruno Bruno Dumont's name pop up on like uh, Cinescope, like their top ten mm-hmm. of the year, where someone puts like Petit Cancan, Can, which is a mini series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people, it's because they get like festival runs and yeah. theatrical play in yeah. like North America. Uh, I, say, I saw he it only makes them for, like French TV, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah, you know, I I've always been fascinated by him. He's a director I've always really wanted to get. You guys into, have Petit Cancan? Can, the, yep. the, oh, yeah. you do? We okay. have pretty much all of his films. And, I, I mean, Criterion put out a couple of his classics this year. Uh, Life of Jesus and uh, Lumanite, which okay, are two Lumanite, of his yeah. biggest films from the late 90s. I always uh, get him confused with, uh, is it Maurice Pilat, which is the yeah, other French director yeah, that yeah. I don't watch. Who is different, I yeah, think. Yeah, much Again, different. Again, I haven't seen Pilat either. Yeah. I think Dumas is known for being pretty shocking and controversial. Mm-hmm. I think his films always contain like yeah. a pretty controversial element or some like shocking violence or something. So many French directors that I just have yeah. no familiarity yeah, with. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a name I've always wanted to get into mm-hmm. and just haven't started yet. And then we have... Uh, from Gravitas Ventures, cuck from I guess this year. Yeah. So, do you ever use do you know the word film? cuck? I, no, I, I don't. Do you ever use the word cuck? Because no. that, that's a real like come town thing, yeah, like the podcast real... where it's like you use it ironically, well, it's even like though it's become bad. this like right wing slur now, right? Yes. Over like the last couple years, but like the left wing people what... like to use it ironically. Do they now? Yeah, yeah, all the time. This film, I mean, everybody. This film kind of disappeared in the wake of the conversation of Joker being this like mm. movie about you know disaffected white guys turning to violence <laughs> and like whether that's a valid thing to portray or not um, and then, so they released this indie movie called cuck which is got some people like sally uh kirkland uh sally kirkland who's in like mash and a bunch yeah. of development films is in it and then this guy who basically it's just about a guy who is like any kind of dude joker up every you know yeah yeah he's like in you know addicted to the internet on chat rooms yeah you know, like, can't get girls get like it. it's all that so it's one of those movies like okay it's trying to make a point about this and i don't think it's trying to say that these like it's to okay sympathize yeah, with these yeah. guys necessarily again can't I, you empathize I haven't seen with it yet but yeah. i've read some reviews and 
apparently from what I hear, like it, the intentions are good, but it also feels just like what's like we it's, all know. Yeah, this. what's, what's the, point? the point of this? <laughs> Martin Scorsese you had know? an amazing quote in a New York Times article about him I read today yeah. where he's like, you know, they wanted me to produce Joker, and I was like, I'm good. And I saw the trailer. Yeah. He's like, I get it. I don't need to see it. Yeah, and I was like, right? that's how I feel, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel the same about Joker, too. Listen, I'm the only good man. I haven't so seen Joker. I have not seen Joker. Either, I won't, so. because I've seen the trailers, and I'm like, I get it. I know. I've seen and it. People keep telling me. I mean, for me, I just no like, one hate told me superhero that. movies. Yeah. But, and everybody tells me, uh, it's not a superhero movie. Yeah, he's twisted, movie. Mark. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, even if it's not a superhero movie, I still understand exactly what this is. I know exactly what it is. It looks like Taxi Driver. Yeah. I watch Taxi Driver or King of Comedy. Yeah, exactly. King of Comedy is Jerry Lewis. I mean, uh, the Joker has our generation's Jerry Lewis, Mark Maron. Yeah. Role. <laughs> well, there you go. You know. Did you hear I mean, he came the cast of Joker? Did you yeah. hear he came out against the movie because Todd Maron? Phillips? Yeah, was oh, like, no. you know, oh, PC, culture PC culture is, is thing. Yeah, speaking very, of that, very ridiculous. I remember. Game. Yeah, Mark Maron seems like he's like, what is he talking about? It's funny because I feel like a lot of Mark Maron's peers have doubled down on their like, no, I want to say whatever I want in comedy as a white guy, as a white guy, and Mike Mark. Maron seems like the, at least the most progressive out of yes. all these guys, which is nice to see. Yeah, but. I mean, he would say that he was not like that 10 no, years ago. of course, but. yeah. But at least it's nice to see some, you know, yeah. Gen X white guys come what around. What is Todd Phillips like, talking about? Todd like, Phillips is such an idiot, honestly. And worst. I used to like him as a comedy director. I was a that, big fan of old school road trip back in the day. <laughs> Nowadays, school. I'm like, you know, looking back on it, like, yeah, now I can see how you turned out to be, you know, a frat boy. Uh, old school guy. has not aged very well. No, probably not. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. I mean, but. Todd Phillips is a guy that, um, like, you watch his first documentary and, like, the J.G. Allen documentary and the one on yeah, Fra- uh, like yeah. Frat, Frat House, and you're you like, know, is yeah. he critiquing this? And then when you I see, thought so at first. Yeah. You see the rest of his filmography, it's like, no, he just wants to be part of be this. Part of it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Joker will be coming out next week, so we can talk more about this, I guess. Yeah. Talk more about this movie we're never going to watch. Uh, you mean we're both going to have to watch yeah, it Yeah, we're both going to have to watch week. it for next week. We're going to watch it together. Uh, you know, yeah. just in case it gets... Strap ourselves down together. In case it gets too twisted. no. The only good thing about that is when... Wait, wait, it was Venice, right? They gave it an award, it like did. the gold line. The top award. And it, there was all these like, photos of me? I can't say her name, Martel, her first name of Lucretia Martel. Lucretia yeah, Martel. she was the head of the jury. And right? it was all like photos of her smoking, oh, and she's like, like twisted. Oh my god! I know the fact that they gave that. Whatever, whatever. Well, I haven't seen it. I yeah. can't comment. I can't really. believe they're destroying the integrity, yeah, the integrity of, of the Venice, Venice Film Festival. Jeez. Uh, El Dorado uh, from 2018. I don't know what this is either. Yeah, so this is a I'm gonna say this for every film. Uh, <laughs> Come across it. So this is actually from the director of a film we talked about a couple weeks ago that came out from Kino as well called The Boat is Full mm. that um, was an Academy Award nominee for yeah. Best Foreign Film in the early 80s, like a World War II film, I believe. Mm-hmm. And we were both like, uh, I guess, you know, people from the time like it. Anyway, <laughs> this director is still making films. So, But he's made a documentary about the refugee crisis, um, and it looks really good. It's gotten a lot of great reviews, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I played Lacarno, Berlin, Telluride, Venice. Is Venice on there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, but people listening, like, you know what this is. It's probably yeah. a documentary that, like, during the best documentaries will exactly. come up and you'll it's be like, what? I haven't up. heard about yeah. this. El Dorado, look at Marcus <laughs> Imhoof, look it up. Do your homework, watch <laughs> it, rent it from Bay Street Video. <laughs> we also have uh, The Kill Team. This is a 
current modern day warfare film from you know an A twenty four release. It's got uh, Alexander Skarsgård yeah. in it and oh, Matt sorry. Wolf. Who when you I said, believe is a young actor that is popular. When you said uh, modern day warfare, I yeah. thought it was like you know those westerns we talked about. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, this yeah. is like another like Hurt Locker style. Yeah. Like I mean, as far as it war is like, hell. Uh, yeah, the Kill Team. I, I mean, when I, I mean. when I see the Kill Team, I think it's either like a seventies film, like yeah. Kill Squad, or <laughs> no. it's a Nicolas Cage film. Yeah. No, it kind of reminds me. Like they keep putting out these like indie sort of like war. We talked about one called Semper Fi, I think, uh, yeah. a few weeks ago. It seems like that sort Listen, of thing. War is bad. They get young Stop actors it. that are like you know good. Yeah. You know, war is bad. It fucks kids up. Sure. Remember that year that there were like multiple drone films that yeah, came out. I know. That it was like it was Eye in the Sky. Kill, good kill. Good kill. Yeah. Whatever happened to the director of Good Kill? The guy Andrew who did Nickel, Gattaca. Yeah. yeah, he still does things. I think he made something recently. I'm just blanking on what it is. But he does like more like a very small period movies. where it's like post Gattaca where you're he like cool, Andrew yeah. Nichol like what is he gonna do next I think he did Simone he did Simone Lord, and he of, did War. Lord of War which I liked eh, eh. great opening I'm titles I'm a Nick Cage fan so <laughs> yes. what can I... I think Nick Cage considers that one of his better performances yeah people like Lord he of does War an accent. a lot um, it's not as good as everybody you know says it is but it's, it's entertaining it's <laughs> very, it's very it, it had a pretty big you know <laughs> okay, it did? at the time I don't know people, yeah people seem to really like that so film. The Kill Team not a Nick Cage film not a Nick Cage or an Andrew Nichol film yeah but, it's you know, another one of those another one of war those films, kind of yeah. things. 824 is like, shh, let's just yeah, try to slip this under yeah, the water. You know, like, uh, uh, we have Monos from 2019. This film's really great. Uh, this kind of went under the radar, though. Uh, played a lot of festivals. It is a takes place in, a, I think it's, a, it's an unnamed South American um, area. Mm-hmm. It's all very vague, but it's about these kids, these like gorilla kids who are in the jungle and they've kidnapped uh, an older woman who's like a refugee an AIDS worker yeah. an aid worker from uh, the US and but it basically it's kind of got an apocalypse now visual style it's all about like the audio and everything it's basically about and it's kind of got a Lord of the Flies type thing where it's basically just these kids messing around with guns and stuff in the woods and then the power dynamic shift and everything. Yeah. Really beautifully made, though. Um, I really dug it. I thought it was cool. I saw it on the big screen at the Tiff Bell Lightbox. Make sure to listen they... to it in mono. In mono, <laughs> yeah. Mama. No, the sound design is impressive. Oh, is it? Though. I think that's a big selling point for it. I remember a lot of Do you have a 5.1 on system? I do not. No. I do not. I've, I've got never... like a, a woofer thing. Yeah. I got a sound bar thing. Uh, I also have a sound yeah, bar. That, yeah. Yeah, that was like all the. I just got the it TV because, bought. Yeah, like my TV like the audio sucked on it, oh, and so okay. you get a sound bar yeah, to a, make it because like perfect. the voices are so muffled, you keep yeah, turning it up know, and down. Right? Even though that, what is the deal with? Uh, now I'm so Jerry Seinfeld. What is the deal with? Like what? Are, <laughs> what are we all getting wrong as a society yeah. when it comes to setting the mix for stuff correct? No man, because like it's a problem that it. yeah. everybody has. Yeah. So like, what is going still, on? Like yeah, with the sound system, I thought it would fix things, but like it's like still, dialogue like, really, dialogue really low and like explosions and music really but loud i'm trying to like so that's you know, a, i mean that's not like a it. bad mix no it's something on our television that is set incorrectly it, yes right and i don't know how to change yeah it. i don't know how to change I'm it either so nobody does nobody does <laughs> like I as know. a society there's one dad somewhere with a 5.1 <laughs> sound mix yeah. or sorry 7.1 yeah 7. and he's sitting 1. in that it's chair that like moves yeah and he's like i got it <laughs> 
Do you know it's like the real experience? Some Blu-rays still have that that like comes with motion chair. I'm like D-box motion. Who, who owns this? Who owns Does this anybody? Ha- who has a D-box system out there? Please, please if please you have comment one. and tell me what that's like. Please. I mean, it shakes and moves. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll come to your house. Does you it actually work that way? A hundred dollars, and I'll yeah, come and like, it out. No, no, I was gonna say do D-box <laughs> for you. I mean, you've done D-box in the theater. Yeah, I've done it. But in like, the theater. what is it at home? Just like that. Yeah, and how much is that chair? Yeah, like. I mean, I remember looking at Shaun of the Dead and it had like D box yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah. Who was that one guy in a basement like setting the motion when they watched the movie? You know, there's definitely a handful of dudes out there who have this. A D box, yeah. Look for it on it. But they must have no friends, right? Because they don't have multiple D box chairs. Yeah. So you're watching that movie by yourself. I know. You definitely go. <laughs> or your friends are there. Yeah. And like you're in the D box chair, but nobody else is. And then they like turn down your next invitation to come see a movie. Yeah, it's right. like, I don't want to see him. It's a classic. I don't want to see my friend play video games for a couple yeah. of hours. Like, I think I'm good. Yeah, can I play? No, 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 wait, let me no. just show you this. It's like, why Why did you invite me? You're just right? gonna play the video game. Yeah. But going back to the sound thing for a sec, there are, we do get customers that are very specific about their sound mm. specs sometimes. Like, even a couple weeks ago, some guy came in to buy Rambo Last Blood on yeah. Blu-ray, and then brought it back, like, a couple hours later, because he got it home, and he realized it didn't have the Dolby Atmos track like soundtrack yeah like, that only the u.s release had it wow the Canadian one only has the regular isn't atmos just like there's well, what stuff is atmos? The ce- like i don't know what i atmos think it's that there's, there's speakers on the ceiling yeah that's what that it is, what it is? Yeah, so i guess theaters. this guy has this ridiculous and the uhd canadian mm. uhd of last blood has this atmos thing yeah. it's just not the regular blue but he was very specific He's wait like, i can't okay i need the atmos so, soundtrack i just have to say <laughs> that know. if you own like an atmos sound system yeah just buy yourself a uhd so you don't have a UHD player? You just have a so, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, we could import the US one, but it's going to be like $60 yeah. or something. Like, I, And so, you know. Did you import it? No, or no. Like, no he's just he's like, I'll try and find it somewhere else or something. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, if someone wants to buy like, us a sound oh, system, yeah. me and Mark, yeah, because it can't just be one person, <laughs> no. and then we install it in our house, yep. <laughs> and then maybe we'll come back and we'll be like, you know what? We were wrong this entire yeah, time. Yeah, maybe... I'm not, that's a lie. Yeah. My dads uh, have had, or like dad and stepfather, because yeah. it's like a rule when you grow a certain age, yeah. you're like, I need a surround sound system. <laughs> and I've sat in it, and it's fine. It's okay. Like, it's yeah. not like, it's like the movie theater. That's like, the you thing. notice I'm it not... at the beginning, and then you forget about it. Yeah, I'm not that invested in like no. superior. Like, I want it to sound good. Yeah, I want a like, Blu ray that looks good or a that's DVD the more in the right in the aspect quality, ratio. The picture quality, yeah. But... <laughs> but only up to a point, only not up to 4K. Yeah. So, we also have Twin Flower, another film movement release this is what they usually yeah, put out this is the kind of foreign film they usually kind of get their hands on again it played you know tiff it played can and you know it's yeah. a coming of age <laughs> movie what a sale set in italy and mm-hmm. yeah i don't know what i'm talking about is there from a filmmaker named laura lucetti, lucetti yeah who is kind of up and coming in the international film scene these and, are the yeah. kind of this is the kind of film that i always see playing at tiff and then mm-hmm. just disappears and exactly. i'm like ah, i didn't and see then we it, get it and here. then we get it here and nobody remembers and nobody it. remembers we're, it we're, i mean because the people who went to tiff don't really care about this kind exactly. of movie <laughs> yeah i know i know they just want to see joker i know and the line's too long know, so they're gonna get out of here <laughs> Take out Twin Flowers. No, no, no. Come here. Bye, Joker. Yeah, no, don't get out of here. Come in here and then get out of here with, <laughs> with Twin, Twin Flower. Flower. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all right. So uh, there weren't that many releases, like we said at the beginning. Yeah. So I decided, all right, me and Mark can share our top five Blu-ray releases of the year. And then we both came to the same realization. Yeah, like, we did like a gift guide you know, and we talked like about weeks all ago, our yeah. favorites. But that's okay. We'll try and do some other ones that mm-hmm. are not the ones we already talked about. Yes. Those are already... You know, best of whatever. Let's let's do another best of. <laughs> 
I don't know. And like I look through the, the receipts because obviously I'm a loyal Bay Street yeah, video customer. I keep the receipts <laughs> for tax purposes because mm-hmm. this is a job. No, you got it. You got it. Yeah. A lot of people do. And I was like, um, wait a minute. Uh, I, I, not only have I talked about most of the stuff, but a lot of it is like I wouldn't consider it the best Blu-ray yeah, of the year where I'm like, for... this is weird. I want this. Yeah, you know, I felt kind of the same way. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't buy as much anymore yeah. as I used to. You work in it's all video store yeah. and I can take rental. But the stuff that really catches my eye that I buy are like the weird, the super beat, weird. Like, yeah. how is this out right now? <laughs> you know, I need to have a copy. Whoa, of this. does this have the Atmos sound <laughs> yeah, on the Curse of Robert? <laughs> yeah. Wicked World with Atmos sound. <laughs> So, like, and looking at it as well, I was like, well, do I talk about, like, good movies that finally got released? Because mm-hmm. on both our lists, we had the film of Sarah Jacobson. Yes. Which was an AGFA release. Yeah, let's talk about that. I mean, mm-hmm. that was a great release this year. Yeah, right? of a filmmaker that no one had heard about. Yep. Because her films had only been self-distributed before she yeah, passed like away. one featured played at Sundance mm-hmm. in, like, the early 90s. It won an award, too. won an award and never really got released yeah. after that. So. And so uh, this uh, release from AGFA has that feature film, which is Mary Jane's Not a Virgin anymore which yep. should have been as big as Clerks when it came out because it hits it's all the same stuff. to me as that yeah. early 90s like punk rock indie wave mm-hmm. that like, yeah, Kevin Smith, Greg Araki, all these guys were part And of. she just didn't Linklater, get that you know. boost she didn't get after, it. Um, um, which is a bummer. It is a bummer, yeah. Which, you know, when you hear about that, like Clerks, like the only reason we know that film is that like a critic wrote a review for exactly. it when he saw it in like the little film festival they played in New York. And yeah. If that hadn't happened, and, like, it would probably just yeah, be exactly. it. <laughs> and, I, and you know what? I like Clerks. and every, Like who doesn't like Clerks? Who doesn't like Clerks? But, like, Mary sh- Jane's Not a Virgin anymore is literally Clerks. It's, like, the same movie. Yes. It's just set in a movie theater. But it's also more, I think, emotional story. honest. And it's more emotionally honest. Yeah. And it was done before Clerks. So, I mean, <laughs> come on, and, let's watch it here, folks. It's set in a movie theater. That's set so much more theater, fun. Yeah. And it's also shot on Super 8. It is. It uh, looks cool, yeah. I think they must have dubbed it, right? Because... It must be, yeah. I mean, you can get a Super 8 camera with a crystal sink, which mm-hmm. is, like, a big thing that sits on it. And yep. Otherwise, Super 8, if people don't know... You, it doesn't shoot 24 frames per second all the time because it's a trigger. Yeah. So you get like weird, like it's difficult to sync audio with it, which is why films like um, Things, Things, which are also shot, <laughs> was it shot on Super 8? It I think was, it's a yeah. mixture. It was mostly Super 8. Uh, yeah, with a little 60. Oh, it was video. I think there was some video in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough to get the uh, mouse to, get, to yeah. sync up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very tough. Um, so I, when I wrote this list, I tried to pick one from each company so it's not like all Vinegar Syndrome releases yep. or not all Arrow releases for example something that I never thought I would see from Scream Factory which I mean you could pick a whole bunch of stuff that oh they my did God, they put out a lot of good stuff they like year. finished essentially the John Carpenter stuff they did Starman yep. they did um, Vampires <laughs> again trouble, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know Big Trouble the, the ultimate edition of Big Trouble oh, yeah, like there yeah. will never be exactly. another edition of Big yep. Trouble after this but they put out a Critters box set they did and it was like a special edition for each movie I know which is so cool to see really so critters is weird in my life as a cinephile because it was a movie that obsessed me because i believe i saw the third one on television played on tbs okay and leo dicaprio was in yeah, it so yeah. i was like oh what is this the dvd always had the featuring and leo, leo dicaprio. dicaprio and my friend uh derek when i was in elementary school his parents were one of those kids that they would let him watch anything so he had mm-hmm. all the nightmare on elm streets on vhs yep. he had all the godzilla films leprechaun was a big deal for him okay, as well okay. and i remember critters because critters 3 ends on a cliffhanger and I never saw the fourth one Uh, ever and he explained it to me at one point him and another friend and I only realized this years later is that they lied and they made up a Critters (laughs) 4 where they're like oh yeah the great part where there's like a grenade and he puts it in oh yeah 
so good. And I was like, this sounds like the greatest movie ever. And only and years later, when I got on the internet, I realized that Critters 4 does not exist. There's no Critters? I thought there was a There Critters is a Critters 4, 4 but they oh, just made the up a different they... movie. Yes, I couldn't believe awesome. it. I mean, Critters 4 stinks. Yeah, it's it, awful. Is there a version of it better? No, but the Blu-ray has like commentary and it, there's like a making of. Each feat, uh, movie has its own dedicated making of made That's by, cool, yeah. I believe it's Michael uh, Felsher of Red Shirt Pictures. I think I'm oh, saying okay. his last name incorrectly. But like Critters 1 and you know, if you saw these films when you were a kid, they're actually really fun. Critters 1, great classic. Brief Billy Zane, which, you know, I'll forgive it. But, yeah, I've um, actually never seen any of the Critters. Really? I know. It's a series I've just never They're super to. fun. Yeah, I want to. Uh, Critters 1, it's a PG-13 movie. Yeah. And people kind of forget that because it is kind of like very suggestive violence. Okay. Uh, Critters 2 is rated R. Okay. And I believe that one was either Mick Garris' second or first film. Mm-hmm. And this is still like really fun, goofy yeah. Mick Garris. Okay. And like very energetic. People remember Critters 2 for the Critters Ball, mm-hmm. which at one point like rolls over a guy and he's like a skeleton oh, when nice. they Love yeah. that. and Critters 3 is uh, w- watching it off of this Blu-ray I had no memories of it even okay. though I had it on VHS yeah. and I must have watched it like 10 times <laughs> just no memory and it's actually really fun Critters okay. 4 sucks okay. Okay. <laughs> but you're gonna watch it because Critters 3 ends on a cliffhanger no, yeah exactly That's how <laughs> you gotta they get move you. on to Critters yeah, 4 exactly. in space because uh, you oh, know nice. all fours need they to be in space to... Hellraiser Leprechaun yep. Critters Robert I assume yeah, yeah clearly yeah <laughs> So yeah, so this box set, uh, it was uh, not that expensive either. Like yeah, their box sets really are not that like together, they yeah. usually cost about the price of two Blu-rays. Yeah, because they know like you're like forty bucks. Or yeah, something the like. other two movies you probably yeah, wouldn't want those, fine. but now that you have them in a box, so I was so happy that an actual Critters box set came out. What yeah. do you got, Mark? All right, I'm gonna go for. I mean, this was also this was kind of a big release this year, but I just couldn't not mention it. Yeah. The Criterion set of Police Story one and two mm-hmm. was just. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're big Jackie Chan fans. Yeah. Are I mean, you not a Police Story fan? No, I'm a huge Police yeah, Story okay. fan. But I'm definitely like uh, a gatekeeper okay. at, at this point where I'm like, I liked them before they were cool. Fair enough. No, I agree because I, and you know, I've loved Police Story since I was a kid. Yeah. I remember seeing it for the for both of them on TV in like truncated yeah. versions when I was really young. And even in that form, just like loving them and then getting them on VHS. Mm-hmm. I had the Blu-ray that Shout Factory put out. I want to say, like, close to 10 years ago I mean, now. And it wasn't great quality. It definitely, they didn't have proper scans or so whatever. My, but it looked okay. Like, yeah. I, I never really had a problem. But they didn't really have extras on it. My reaction it is like, just like, it's just kind of like, well, there's been, like, people, <laughs> I know. people were reacting like, oh, finally, Criterion's know, giving Jackie Chan the respect that he deserved. Oh, can you believe they're doing Police Story? Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting with my arms crossed as like, like ten companies have done this before. They've done big special. Yeah. Dragon Dynasty put out a DVD they did. They with did. Brett Ratner and Bay Logan commentary. Yeah. Ooh, too bad, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and those uh, are out of print now. <laughs> uh, Eureka came in and they. St- they I think they did it Master, first. Yeah. Uh, they did a Police Story box set as well. Oh, they did. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, while my first reaction is like, yeah. you know, Jackie Chan's always been good. And no, I hear you on that. But they're, I know. this set is great. It's like, so, and it I looks beautiful too. Oh, yeah, the artwork's beautiful on it. And I just all out on the special features there's like hour long things yeah Um, and it's just yeah the i know it's like 4k restorations yeah yeah, yeah. but it just it looks great compared to the at least the blu-ray i had from show factory it looks it is definitely a lot better looking than that so and they even went the extra mile i believe they included like an alternate cut of police story too because it was the american cut yep and the hong kong cut and i think the hong kong 
cut is longer, is, which I yeah. would not say is a positive when it comes to Jackie Chan. Yeah, film. no, I agree. I actually, I know most people like the second one better. I kind of like the first one. Better. Oh, the first one is much better. Yeah, that's, but I know a lot a of contrarian people, opinion where people are like, is, oh, the second one is a actually lot of people better. Seem to say they like the second one better. Nah. I feel like Tarantino said that once. Like the second one's the best. Got the second the best one doesn't. Action scene, it doesn't I like have the second one. A good climax. Yeah, the fir- uh, the second one drags a little too yes. much for me. It's you know, and the first one has like a great opening. and its ending is like the greatest. Action scene of all time. Jackie Chan moments, really. Yeah, so. The good thing about the Criterion set is anyone curious uh, about Jackie Chan, now mm. that he has the mark of respectability yeah, with like Criterion, is like, oh, I guess maybe he yeah. is important. <laughs> yeah, like if you've never seen any Jackie Chan, or if you've only seen like American Jackie Chan mm-hmm. movies or something, and you're wanting to get into like earlier ones, I would say this is a pretty decent place to start. It yeah. kind of is that trademark combination of like awesome mart- like action, yeah. choreography, and um, humor. It's got a great sense yeah. of humor, and he's just such a doofus in it. <laughs> Yes. He's got the classic Jackie Chan doofus. So Highly recommended. I like it. Yeah, I yeah. love it a lot. Great and it's set. a great contextual set as well. Like it I said, is, special yeah. features and like Grady Hendrix does like a feature oh, yeah, yeah. where he talks about the context and the stunts and stuff like that. And I love Grady Hendrix, so mm-hmm. that's the good stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to recommend something that is, uh, we talked about a, f- a couple weeks ago, but mm-hmm. I think has just fallen off the radar because no one else would have mentioned it, which is the TVA Films box set of First Nation Cinema. Yeah. Uh, so this was a box set that was put out. Um, basically, there was like a traveling uh, I guess like film workshop that went yeah. from like city to city of indigenous communities and they would give the children an opportunity or probably adults as well uh, but mostly younger people to make short films mm-hmm. and so they grab the cream of the crop of those ones, a lot of them award-winning, and they put out this giant box set that has like a hundred shorts on it, yeah. over seven discs. It's a beautiful box set that they like break it up by theme, um, yeah. and each uh, disc has its own little booklet that will give you information oh, yeah. about each short. Like it's beautifully put together, it's inexpensive, yeah. like for what it Relatively, is. yeah. And uh, there's been almost no copy sold to Bay Street Video, or yeah. assume anywhere and I, else. And I understand because Nobody really knows anything about these films, no. who these filmmakers are. But that's the problem, right? Yeah. Is that nobody knows? And in terms of box, like Canadian produced mm-hmm. physical media box sets, like this is a total rarity. We like a lot of these things we talk about. They're all like American companies, yeah. right? We don't really have that much of a DVD, you know. DVD companies in Canada that really do anything anymore, if they ever really did. GoldenNinjaVideo.com. Except for GoldenNinjaVideo.com. <laughs> so, uh, but you're yeah, right. On that. I think like several, is that Seville? Seville, used to do yeah. It they before, used to do some cool things. But TVAs, then they just kind of like dropped sorta, off. But they don't anymore. So to have this set come out uh, mm-hmm. is really monumental. It is beautiful looking. Yeah. It's, it's important to just see Support that kind of, of stuff. cinema, right? But the thing is like these shorts, not only will they like introduce you to different voices that may go on to other stuff, mm-hmm. maybe you could talk about, maybe you'll find one that you'll like love and you'll yeah. tell everybody you gotta see this it's also like this box set when it disappeared like they're gone yeah, I don't you're not gonna look gonna on re- YouTube or you're, not, thing, you're right? not gonna find I feel them like, like the sales numbers probably aren't gonna yeah. be up through the roof so they're probably just gonna take this thing out of print unless so, you listener buy it yeah <laughs> at buy Video. It rapidly <laughs> and yeah it's definitely a worth worthy investment mm-hmm. I would say especially if you're like a film person who's like I just want something new or fresh yeah, voice like that's, that's where you're gonna find everybody it everybody says they want something new then definitely try this set they don't want anything new they don't want to be challenged 
<laughs> Except for you, dear listener, yeah. for yeah. you listening you to this podcast. You. If you're listening, yeah. Um, what else you got, Mark? Uh, I'm going to go for something that came out right at the beginning of 2019, which I was a big fan of. Best Friends, Volume 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're probably not a fan of this you film at all. You know I've never seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought Laser Blast played it. No, so, uh, uh, maybe Peter. Or it was just Peter. a special screen. Yeah, right? uh, yeah, did it. So I'm, you know, I mean, who's not a big Tommy Wiseau fan at this point? I know he's like overdone and everything, but yeah. him, Overcooked. him and Greg Sestero made a film together that's not directed by Tommy Wiseau. It's directed by some other guy and it's written with Greg Sestero called Best Friends. It's this epic two-part, two-volume, four-hour movie. And it's not like The Room. If you go into it expecting The Room, it's not like that. It's not like a bad movie that's just funny. It's actually a really bizarre, Lynchian, kind of weird road movie Mm -hmm. that actually is way more emotionally involving than I really thought. I just watched it kind of on a lark because I'm like, I got to see this. And I was way more emotionally involved in it by the end than I thought I was going to be. They used Tommy Wiseau really well in it. Four hours long, It's long. Yeah, it's It's four hours long. I watched it over two nights. (laughs) End of the world. (laughs) It is. You know, it's really... It, it's really surprisingly effective, though, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And they put it out on Blu-ray early. So it kind of played in some theaters, toured around in 2018. Yeah. Put it out on Blu-ray. Lionsgate just put it out on Blu-ray. But they, they have commentaries on it. It's a yeah. nice set. Mm-hmm. Relatively inexpensive. And I just think it's a movie that kind of, you know, it came up and people were like, oh, Tommy Wiseau's got a new movie, but nobody actually really saw it or, like, yeah. you know, people are talking a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. but. I would say give it a shot. It's weird. It's out there. And the acting, yeah, I wouldn't say Greg Sestero or Tommy Wiseau are any better actors in this movie, but it really plays to their strengths, I think. And I think the script is just really kind of more interesting than people might give it credit for. So yeah. I would say definitely check it out. And you it looks what? beautiful, too. It's You've won shot. this uh, oh, cold-hearted <laughs> person who's so, been turned off by all the fans of the room. For sure. That's the thing. Give it patience. It definitely takes a good maybe like 20, 30 minutes to really kind of get into it because you might start it off and be like, oh, this is just going to be yeah. like... Stu- like yeah, it's bad on purpose. Yeah. yeah, But it's really not. And I would say if you get past the first like mm-hmm. 20 minutes and you kind of just go with it, it's a worthwhile Ooh, ride. Sounds and good. And the second part, the second volume, yeah. goes into some really strange Lynchian, bizarre <laughs> nice. areas. So uh, We're running out of time. The store needs to open. So I have a Vinegar Syndrome release. There's Nothing Out There, which yeah. is directed by Rolf Konevsky. Um, yeah. It's his first feature film. This is the, per- the, the kind of Blu-rays that I love. This is a filmmaker who made one movie, and he made a bunch of films after that. He actually moved into softcore territory right. afterwards. Yeah, and he's I'm... been doing new horror films recently. He did one that's like Art of the Dead, yeah, which no, is a I fictional film. Name pop up every once people, in a while. People yeah. say it's actually fun, but so there's nothing out there though is like a young kid, I think he was 18 when he made it, just wow. making, he's trying to do his own Evil Dead, yeah. and it's like meta-ish as well, which is what it was famous for at the time. Right. Just super fun. And this one has um, so many special features. It has all the features that were on the two-disc Troma edition, plus new ones that he nice. came in to do for the Vinegar Syndrome release. And it is a film that was made in the 80s, so it's shot on film and has that look like, it's great. I would highly yeah. recommend it. Nice. Uh, do you have any else if we're just gonna go real fast yeah okay it. i'll go quickly um shout factory going back to shout factory not with their screen factory label but they put out uh the long lost 60s trash group piece boom with uh oh, Richard Burton i haven't watched it taylor yeah. this year which was a film that was notoriously called one of the worst movies ever mm-hmm. made joseph losey directed it. it's based on a uh story by 
uh, I'm blanking on the uh, don't know uh, no coward sorry no coward or no no cowards in it no it's based on a maybe a Tennessee Williams <laughs> okay sorry. that's it's not a lot right. of credit yeah, yeah, to yeah. it though but it's basically just Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor drunk on vacation somewhere <laughs> and, and it's like you know it's like the Angelina Jolie Brad Pitt by the sea yeah. but like they're way drunker and like it's crazier it's <laughs> yeah. more surreal. It's not necessarily a great movie, no. but it's like a fun watch. It looks beautiful too because yeah. it's all shot in like yeah. some remote like villa somewhere. Yeah, um, and it's actually a lot of fun. Like the, it's just a good trashy movie that's never really been available in any sort of good print. Wait, we forgot one of your trasher pieces, which was what yeah. is it? Uh, Forever Yours. You know where she's a young kid and she gets in a relationship with an older man, and then like a lot of people start dying. Franco Zeffirelli. Come on, oh, right? Endless Love. Endless that's Brooke love. Shields. Though. Yeah, Brooke, Brooke Shields. Shields. Yeah, you know what? I, yeah, we talked a lot about Endless Love. <laughs> that would also be on my top <laughs> of the yeah, yeah. So, but, um, uh, but this movie and the big thing with this boom, uh, the fact that it's available now and it's mm-hmm. like a, it looks yeah. nice. It also has a John Waters commentary <sighs> because John, it's I one of his favorite. John Waters' favorite or one of his favorite movies. Yeah. There's a, a poster for it on the wall in Pink Flamingos, mm. and, and he always talks about it. And they got him to do a brand new full-length commentary. Wow, I didn't even know that. They couldn't get anybody else to do it, right? So. <laughs> I don't believe that. I believe that Maybe, um, yeah. critics and they academics got were critics, like But I feel like it. John Waters is the perfect person. Yes. So, so uh, Blue Underground's been doing a lot of 4K remasters, so yeah. I'll recommend uh, New York Ripper, a yeah. film that people don't really... Uh, it's not a pleasant film. Yeah, I'm not sure I enjoy watching the yeah. for that much. But, but as a late-period full... It's actually much better than people think it is for mm. all of its, like... Um, Background, or I guess not pedigree. Now, what word am I looking for? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's one of his signature. I films, avoided it for a long say. time. Yeah. When I finally sat down, I was like, "Oh no, this is actually like he's bringing style to it. Mm-hmm. It's moving, and while it's super gross, nipples being cut off with uh, knives. It is misogyny. Yeah, so misogyny. like it's not beat around the bush. But it does have a duck, uh, not a duck, a killer with a duck voice. It would be amazing <laughs> yeah, if they yeah, yeah. pulled the killer's mask off and, and it, it was a duck. duck. <laughs> That's probably my favorite. Daffy Duck it, voice. The voice. And the Blu-ray is great because it's packed with special features. And yeah. anything about like late period Fulci, I'm like, mm, yes, this is Hell the yeah. best. Mm, that's the good stuff. <laughs> and all, obviously, the ultimate release of the year is Arrow's release of Waterworld, <laughs> which yeah. is something that should not exist. No one believed it would come out. No. Treat, there's a two hour documentary. There's so much content yes. on this release. Three discs. Three, of this. Is, wait, do you still have copies in print? We Has it gone t- out of print? I don't We still have copies. So okay. maybe it's out of print, but we still have the them in Ulysses store, cut. We sold so, oh my God, yeah. So. Uh, and everyone's involved except for uh, the star yeah. of Waterworld. <laughs> but like the director yeah, is interviewed. Not, yeah. And it's kind of sad because they're all like, we were trying to make a good movie. I That's know, all we wanted to do. Waterworld is actually super fun if you haven't seen it. It's too long. I've still never seen it i know, I know. you gotta, watch, I gotta it. watch it i've seen bits and pieces over yeah. the years but double bill man the postman and water i know i want to watch both of those so every movie we mentioned is available at base Street video yep. come on down buy it uh tell your friends Rent i got the best of the soon. year yeah, yeah exactly all right so mark you have to go open the store so do, until next week uh keep on renting <laughs> oh wait, yeah we did it backwards <laughs> keep on renting in the new year <laughs> Woo! and buying of course yeah because you know this year my prediction some of the big streaming services are going to go bankrupt They're and will just disappear yeah Netflix is going to die this year yes. you heard it here first <laughs> you heard it here first people. we have our finger on the pulse <laughs> these movies and many more are available at your local video store